Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Pre-Match. Come on, guys. When Nick's here, he gives a little mum, 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 mum. It's almost like he's starting it, like a little engine. Mum, 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 Can we try that again? Welcome back to another episode of Pre-Match. Yeah, there we go, gents. At least there's still energy. I'm very impressed that we got this energy, considering that you know, the Premier League's done and now we have to turn our attention to international football. Um, for those of you joining us for the first time, we want to say welcome. For those of you that are returning, we want to say we love you. And if you haven't done the right thing yet or told anyone about the show, just do this thing right now. This thing, which is... Subscribe. Yeah, there we go. Subscribe. Uh, so, I don't know. There's great uh, sound effects there. Um, in the house, we got... I thought, oh, I, that, thought, this... I, thought I thought that, that, that thing was going to come, man. It did come. It played. Yeah, it played. So, so anyway, so we got uh, Wanganega, the Denganator, in the top right-hand corner. We got Selo Lolo Kale at the bottom. We got our Arsenal representative, Man United representative. Of course, I'm your host here for this evening, Claudio Barreiro. Obviously, more of a Portuguese-flavored uh, guy because we got the World Cup and Ronaldo. We're going to be talking a lot about Ronaldo today because we have to because he wants us to do that. So we're going to be diving into that. But before we do that, we're going to be unpacking three topics. And the topics are... Premier League overview, where we're looking. I know Wonga's really happy, five points clear, top of the log. Then we're going to be looking at the Ronaldo interview. And then we're going to be discussing the FIFA World Cup. So, first and foremost, Celo, before we give this man his glory and his airtime, what, what are your thoughts, gentlemen? I'm How's back, your weekend guys. been so far? I'm back. Celo's got his no, my weekend was uh, good as always. <laughs> Woo, guys, yes, this last year. Oh, my goodness, what a difference. <laughs> now, weekend is good. Great, great, great. Uh, how can I put this? I mean, looking at Arsenal, it was a tough game. Um, and we, we still managed to, I mean, uh, do that. We five points clear of, uh, of Man City. Um, so, which means we can lose against them and not worry. But, um, but yeah, I think... Um, is that the only game yeah. you foresee yourselves losing? Is that it's, it's almost like Celo? He's like, no, we we'll lose only one game this season. That's against Man City. That's fine. No, look, I mean, it, I, I'm just saying. I mean, it's, it's. I think everyone is gonna. They still got. I think all the other teams have still got losses in them. Definitely, Liverpool has losses. Man United has losses. Tottenham has losses in them. Chelsea. Oh my goodness me! They must stop losing. Um, uh, <laughs> so I think yeah. I think when we, what I'm saying is when you get there, I think. Um, I mean, if you care about what we're doing. Um, I think it, it obviously it won't be it won't be that, there won't be that much pressure on us. But uh, yeah, I mean, geez, it's it's I, I mean all that aside, I mean being on top of the league, it's halfway through this year. No one foresaw it. Only Bakary Sanya. <laughs> whoa, whoa, whoa! Yes. Hang on, hang yeah, on. Gonna, gonna, <laughs> you know, we said how was your weekend, and the man's giving us his full Arsenal synopsis. We're not there no, yet. But, Wonga. But, no, no, I'm just saying. But, but that was a weekend. You know, you, you know, Wonga, Wonga never has. How was your week? My week was great. Uh, what a great week so far. Arsenal even made it better. And he still has to tell you the story behind. You can't believe it. How Arsenal became a club. And then he will tell you that I had a great week because Arsenal won. He still tell, has to tell you where the name Arsenal comes from. That's what he always does. He's a and He's remember a the days of Henri and when we were unbeaten in the Premier League. Anyway, so how was your weekend? Oh, my weekend was 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 good. Uh, yeah, I man, it was obviously raining mostly the, this past weekend, so I spent hey, it uh, uh, watching a lot of sports. Watched uh, some rugby, uh, even though we lost. Uh, watched some football. Uh, yeah, man, and, and at least uh, my team at least has gone into the break with a win. Uh, but yeah, obviously uh, there's another person who's who's obviously trying to take away the headlines uh, when my team is obviously uh, doing well without him. But yeah, that's that, that's obviously a topic for, for later in the show. Yes, it is. <laughs> um, we've got Jason Sergal in the house saying, Wonga, you might actually stand a chance only because City have so many players in the World Cup and he's not wrong there, Wonga. So let's let's start yeah, off. Yeah, let's yeah, kick yeah. off that first game. I mean, yeah, yeah. Arsenal go to Wolves. This was an expected result. I don't even think we gave up predictions. We just assumed Arsenal was going to win this one. And they did, Wonga Dingo. How did this happen? What made you happy about this performance? Was it a good one? Yeah, look, it was a good performance. Uh, I think we were also fortunate in the game as well. Uh, there was a 
a huge blunder. On another day, they would have finished. Um, a team would have scored. Wolves would have scored that. In fact, um, I don't know if you guys watched it, but Saliba, um, he didn't check his blind spot. He passed the ball back. He was, yeah, he was on the touchline. He passed the ball back to the keeper, um, and Guedes intercepted it. And you know, Guedes, good left foot, right foot. Uh, yeah, he's, he's pretty much lethal. But uh, Gabriel managed to get a touch on the ball and went, went wide. Um, they also, had, I mean, Guedes was getting in and hand behind the defense. I think he had another two opportunities, but um, the one that was more clear went over the bar. Um, and then second, I mean, the half ended nil nil. Second half, um, I think Arsenal then uh, came in better. Um, I think oh Shaka Shaka went off. The Shaka got a uh, Shaka was injured. They put on Vieira, um, and I know we've been talking about depth. Um, in terms of Arsenal, but Vieira, I think he's sort of proving that he can come on and, and do the business. Yeah. On, on Yeah, he's a very, he's a very, very good player. Um, he came in there. Uh, it wasn't a... I mean, it looked... I think he makes the pass look easy, but he has to get over the keeper and still get it um, to his play... Uh, to the, the, the back post there. And uh, Martin Urugard is the one who's judged to have the final touch. Uh, and why I say judged, because you saw Bakere Sanya and him were on that ball um, to try and get that goal, which is... Um, pretty nice to see. And the second goal, Wolves made a mistake in the touchline um, and we managed to punish them off that. Um, I think I think there were like two shots um, that were rebounded um, from the keeper or the defenders until Martin Udegaard, uh, until, yeah, Udegaard got the ball and put it in. Our, our capitano, our new um, young capitano there. And I mean, Wolves is never an easy game. You know, you're going to go there and I think over the years, you know, it's, it's you know they they you don't well, look, Wonga, uh, Wonga, get they've, goals they've been them. they've been struggling. They've been struggling this season because they haven't been able to yeah. score any goals, and they've got a change of managers, so things haven't been all breezy. And I think they are a bit desperate, but nonetheless, you got the result, and that's important. And when you're looking at it, you've only played 14 games, and Man City are behind you. You got a five-point gap, and the others that are fighting for top four have played one more game. When we're looking at Tottenham, when we're looking at Newcastle, Man United and Liverpool both have a game in hand, but that's they're still out of reach realistically. So yeah, to, to Jason's point, Wonga, surely now you must be believing that Arsenal have a chance. Because for me, what it feels like is when Leicester City were on top, were on top, were on top. And my assumption was they're not going to win. They're not going to win. Yeah. They will drop at some point and they just kept going all the way. So surely, is this, is this what you're feeling? Are you having a similar, so, or, or are you trying not to, to, to think about this at this moment in time? What? Try not to think about it. <laughs> That's all I think about when you play. <laughs> um, I think I, I, I completely agree, agree with that. Uh, you think it can be done. Um, uh, the, the way, like you say, the way things are, are, uh, are aligning. Um, but again, we'll never know how. I mean, we don't know. I mean, when the momentum drops, something happens in the change room and they're just not playing the same. And it's just, there is that fear that, you know, won't come out and be the same team. But I think I think it can. I think it can be done. Um, only two players need to get injured, and it's over. Oh, I think um, uh, with what uh, okay. So Jason says, yeah, only two. Only two players need to get injured in Arsenal, and it's over. It's Partey. Or over. I think. I think if we lose a Partey, I think that will be it. I think Jason says two, but I think if Partey gets injured, but, but, but I think wait, it'll be well, a big but that, That's a valid, but, valid question when he's saying that and he's going, okay. Cool, if two players get injured, we know that there is already talk that the Arsenal board are going to back Arteta in January if needs be. And if these two players hypothetically do get injured, which two players would they need to go out and get to cover to make sure that they can keep pushing until the end of the season? To be honest with you, Claudia, I have not, I have not looked at that, to be honest with you, um, in terms of which uh, players... He's a, would... he's a dragon ex- ex- at the top. He doesn't even ex- exact... <laughs> Yeah, which, which, which exact players to get... Um, but like I said, I think Udegaard can be, be replaced by uh, a Vieira. Yeah. yeah. But a Pote, I don't think we have anyone else in the team like with uh, uh, like him. Um, even like now, Shaka's role has changed a bit, in fact, a lot. He's going up the pitch a lot. Pote is not doing that. Pote is he's balancing things there in the midfield. Um, he, he's, he's doing a, a job not many other people would do. And he's they've, they've also seen now, it's also maybe, I mean, it's only one goal. But it looks like he can do that little. He's been practicing that little shots of his. Um, uh, the, the same call that he scored against was a Tottenham. Um, so I, I don't know. I don't know who exactly, but I think we definitely need. Like Jason is saying there, Partey. I think we definitely need to find someone who can cover him. So, um, so and if so, we... so, don't you think Alneni and uh, and Lukonga can cover 
for him? No. I don't think they'll do that the whole season, no. Um, because, I mean, last... Party, hey, that's a big ask. Look, I think... No, I'm just yeah. asking a question of, of yeah, what no. is available. Yeah. And I'm saying no, no, I don't no. think so. <laughs> I don't think so. Look, and, 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 and Celo, look, I think I'll also put into... That's how I always am, is that, you, like, I remember when Arsenal, uh, this is me going back in the day again, is that um, Alex Son was also um, at a bio as well. Those guys were also asked to come in times when they were injured. And when they came, when they came on the field, um, I, I doubted them. Like, Alex Son, they put him in the centre-back many times, many, many times, and he just wasn't a centre-back. They moved him into the midfield and he got a complete player. Um, Adebayo was also asked, um, would you be able to come on? And I think there's a time... Um, he, I don't know, one of our strikers are injured. Look at Celo's face. Celo's thinking exactly... What are you thinking there, Celo? Yeah. What? Uh, yeah, we went to Alex Song, Adebayo. I don't even know how we got there, guys. Please tell me. <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, what I'm saying. So, Guys, I, I, I'm just saying. I just started the show with this, and Walker goes back again in time and just reminds you of how he loves it. Repeating, and how he's no. himself, guys. Yes, and it's true because now, and, and now, and now, Nenny, if uh, if uh, if uh, if, uh, if, uh, if, uh, if uh, what's his name, if uh, Pate gets injured, then Alneni will definitely be asked to step up, you know, and you never know. Maybe he'll show us what they've been seeing this whole time. Uh, but the, currently, the way he's been playing, what I've seen, not a bad player, but he, he, what Pate is doing, no is he can't do that. He's doing something special. And I also think he's getting the best out of Shaka. And you got a new player in Shaka. So quick, quick five, yeah. gentlemen, between the two of you. Wanga Deng, will Arsenal win the league? Yes. Stello? No. No, simple. <laughs> right, uh, gentlemen, Man City went and lost it to Brentford. This was a big one uh, for a couple of reasons. Ivan Tony gets excluded from the England squad. And of course, if some of you were betting men like Wonga Denga, I'm sure you've captain Ivan Tony just going, he needs to stick it to Gareth Southgate. And he does. And he scores, scores some goals there. But Silo, I don't know if you caught an overview. What do you think about this performance? What do you think about the yeah, results for Man City in particular? I watched, I watched the game. I watched the game. Um, listen, you know, funny enough, that was like, a, uh, you know, uh, the commentator was saying that... Um, you know, Man City has these blips um, in the season. You know, obviously last season they lost to Palace um, and then they, I think they drew against uh, the Saints. Um, and that first half where, where Brentford was basically not troubled, you know. Uh, Brentford mm-hmm. had some decent opportunities. Uh, Tony had a chance where Edison saved it uh, and then eventually got his goal. Uh, and, and, and Man City were quite toothless, if I'm being honest. You know, Haaland really didn't get any clear-cut opportunities I think the most dangerous person for, for Man City on the day was actually Phil Foden, who ended up getting the goal, had some great, good, decent opportunities in the second half. So I think, hey man, listen, I think Brentford went out there, you set out their score quite nicely, did a nice smash and grab at the end there. They probably should have probably even gotten the third um, yeah. on, on, on the counter after the second goal, uh, yeah. where, where, where they ran in. I think they were just so confident, but obviously could have put them uh, back in the, in, in, in the butt. Uh, but yeah, yeah, it's a great performance from from Brentford, and I just think that Ivan Tony um, had a bet um, that he was going to score two goals, and he delivered. Uh, that was the bet. That, that was probably like the 232 bet, 232nd <laughs> bet that, that that he that he placed, uh, and he probably bet that he was going to score two goals. <laughs> <laughs> he definitely yeah, did. I'm sure he's, he's probably spoken to some of the Man City players. Look at that! I mean, Look at that! Even even Jason's referring to the betting scandal. You know what I mean? What is what more does Tony need to do? To make the national team not on, not bet on so many teams, I, I think yeah. so. I, th- I think I think Southgate was probably told about it, and then he decided, let me not pick this guy because he's this thing's going yeah, to come out. It was definitely going to come out. I mean, and also the timing of it is is interesting because they could have obviously released it after the World Cup, let him yeah, go yeah. to the World Cup, but they did it before the World yeah. Cup for that reason. So I think, and both of you, I think Wonga, you shared it. Was it settled or shared it within the Mediosco channel? Yeah, settled. Yeah. So then think, Wonga, Wonga gave us the rules. So the rule is, I mean, just if people are interested, I just, I just took it roughly so everyone can see, is that, um, so Tony, it was over four years, 2017 up until 2021, and then the FA rule, it's, they call it number E8, but it says that participants shall not bet, or either, when they refer to a participant, it's obviously the participants within the sport. So Ivan Tony is a soccer player, you can get a match official, 
Um, so it says the participant should not bet either directly or indirectly or instruct, permit, cause, or enable any person to bet on. And then it lists them all, all down there. And then it tells you um, what happens if they also um, uh, are, are caught betting on it. So I, when I read it, it was like, I, this Ivan Tony, um, 232 times. Um, guys, you must just correct me tell if I'm wrong here. Yeah. I did the math. Times, yes. Yeah, look, look, look. It's four. Look, it's four years, right? It's four years. Yeah. It's four years. He's done it 232 times. It means he's done it every six days. If I'm not no, mistaken. Yeah, some, no, yeah someone was saying every uh, once a week. Yeah. Yeah. Every, is he is he retarded? If that's if that's the tru- truth, like what the heck? Like oh my goodness. <laughs> Every single week, guys. There's no need. I mean, that's that's complete greed. If it's true and it comes out, how do you then, think it's yeah. going to get away with this, though? Yeah, you see that. That's that's the thing. Um, maybe and and also I was also asking is that did they also not allow him to do it that many times? They said, okay, guys, that's enough. Let's get him now. It's gone, you know. But, because I can. Uh, <laughs> that's that's the thing. I, I wonder. Is it like um, an audit or something? Um, like they do. At a certain point in time, because yeah, over four year period, they should have just told them after one year or after two years. I, I would, I would have thought the stuff gets audited every single year, type of thing, you know. Yes, it's, yes. You know, you know. Uh, look at Jason says, uh, betting every six days. That's standard for some of us. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, but we don't participate. We don't participate. But cheating, you know. So, you know, guys, it's and 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 the thing with with um, betting is that they're not saying. Don't bet, right? Just don't mm. bet on the sports that you're participating in, right? Yeah. You can go, you can go bloody bet on rugby. You know what I mean? Just don't bet yeah. on on football because there's information that you have that a normal better doesn't have. You know what I mean? You know for it, sure. like you could literally bet over eight point five corners in a game and make sure there's a corner for the other team. But I mean, um, I mean, look, I think even in that respect, I'm gonna just chill a bit as well because I. Um, Some insider because, trading over here. You, you, I'm you, sure you, he's got Tony in his DM. Because he's, he's the biggest no. on the show. <laughs> no, 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 no. Trust me, I'm not. Um, but I, I do look at these, uh, these what things. What do you mean you're not? Uh, who's, who's a bigger better on this show than you? I mean, you and Jason probably get together at um, no, Tab like, there I, by, on the you, corner of Lennon Road. Guys, I probably bet, if I did place a bet, it would probably be like... This year, I've probably done it three times or something. I promise you, it's not it's not a lot. Um, I've, I've, I've gone, yeah, I used to, used to do it a lot before, but now I've said, no, 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 relax. And I've done it like right. well, three well, times. Well, I'm, I'm easy on it. But listen to this, Claudio. I want to tell you, yes. like, in terms of, I haven't, like, I, I mean, you look at the other side of it because, um, and people must, I just want to also put it out there. I think, I also think, in my opinion, I think the betting sites as well, I don't think they also, um, I don't think they're also angels, you know. They, if you if you're a winning man, they'll they'll bombard you, they'll give you prizes, they'll keep you um, spending. Um, if you spend a lot there, they'll keep you spending. Trust me that. Um, and so, even when I look at this with Ivan Tony as well, I see that look, this guy's trying to try to cheat the the devils. Um, I also don't. Uh, I, I I I can see that, um, what he was trying to do, but uh, again, I think he should have been more clever. I mean, six every six days you you cheating. There's the you you're gonna get caught. You know it can't be that great. Um, I think even after hundreds of time they're watching you and they're like, okay, let's just wait until we've got enough definitely evidence. Off, yeah, I mean, it carries yeah, on. Definitely giving them enough nah. chance to catch him. But I, I suppose yeah. the question is, I mean, to what Jason's asked you, um, how does he not get selected for the England squad? Now we know this is a big scandal, but should this really be a factor as to whether or not he goes to a World Cup? That's already scandalous as it is in Qatar. I mean, surely they could have let this... I, this I is think, probably think, one of the think, minor scandals. I, I, th- I think he should have been picked. I, th- I think he should have been picked and then he can answer for for in- his indiscretions after the World Cup because also they've asked him to uh, get back to them by the 24th of November, right? So what they could have done is yeah. they could have waited for him to get back, get out of the World Cup, which is probably the group stage. You know, after the group stages, they can then they can ask him, hey, listen... Um, you've done, you've bet 232 times the last four, in four years cycle. Um, can you please answer for this? You know, so I think you should be in the World Cup. You know, it's always good. To, I think it's good to have three strikers. The fact that they only have two like recognized number nines, I feel they're one player short. 
Yeah, because now I think if you're looking at Southgate as well, do you look? But also, he doesn't pick teams the way you think you've picked them. So I don't know why I'm even thinking like this. But um, <laughs> if you if now you're looking at Southgate and you're thinking, okay, um, to, um, if he's a if he's got a, if he's betting every six days, he's probably going to do it in the World Cup also, and I don't want that on my team. <laughs> um, but it's but it's also but it's also not. Uh, oh, also oh, not that's fair. Oh, that's fair. Like, you never you never yeah. know. But and then. But then at the same time, you can't also you can't also call him guilty when he hasn't been proven guilty. He's just been charges. Yeah. Um, but the 232 just makes it sound convincing, which is unfortunate on his side. Yeah. Right, just before we move on to the next game, just a quick one with Man City losing this. What do you think this was down to? I mean, Celo, you did watch the game and you said they weren't really affecting him in the final third. But do you think this was had a factor, the World Cup was a factor, the players were thinking about that, not wanting to yeah, get too man, stuck I, in? I, I think, let's be honest, guys. That, that does play a factor, hey? I think some, some players... You reckon? Look, so look at the starting lineup for, for for City, right? I think everyone in the starting lineup is going to the World Cup, if you think about yeah. it, right? So mm-hmm. everyone in the starting lineup is going to the World Cup. You know, you got Laporte, except for Haaland, except for Haaland. Yes. So the guy who needs to get on the balls is not going is not going to the World Cup, right? But everyone else who is the ball up play for that for that team, I think they had. You know, sometimes it's not even the fact that they were scared of getting injured, né? but they had an an eye on the World Cup. So they're really thinking to themselves, okay, hey guys, I just need to play well, be done, get get get, get on the plane with with uh, Belgium and go to World Cup. The player was not himself on the weekend, you know. I mean, he was even he even dived to try and get a penalty uh, in that game. I think the yeah, there, it was horrible. You know, Claudio, <laughs> it happens with teams sometimes when they're playing a game today, and then they're playing midweek, let's say on Wednesday, and the Saturday they've got a cup final, for instance, right? They're thinking about the cup final whilst playing that game and then they're not actually at their sh- at their sharpest. And I think that's yeah. what happened to Man and I think that's what happened to Man City. Is that, that whole starting lineup except for Haaland was hey uh, woke up, woke up, woke up and they just they just didn't bring it. Uh they just got caught out. Yeah that's a yeah, I mean look I think if you're looking at um but even if you're looking at if I look at the stats I, I mean watching the game as well I mean Man City had many Man City had many opportunities. Um they've taken twenty nine shots um at goal which is this that's tremendous. It looks like a team that wants to score, you know. Um, and but on the other side, they, they've they've only they've only nine have hit the target. And Brentford, with the twenty five percent ball position they've had, they've actually hit the shot. They've actually hit the goal eight times. Um, and obviously, they ended up with more goals than Man City. But uh, I agree with Silo. They they looked, yeah, they looked like. Um, Brentford going forward, yeah, they definitely looked more dangerous, and especially with that second goal. I thought it would have been dead, you know, not him passing it the first time. But, uh, they, I mean, yeah, it was, un, it was unlike Man City to be conceding like that. But something definitely different. But, again, I don't care. <laughs> we got the point. Right. That's all that matters. He doesn't care. This is, this is how Wonga plays his, 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 or lives his life, rather. He looks at the other teams and counts where they can drop points and hopes for the best. And it seems to be working <laughs> this season. But um, this is an interesting time. Because the World Cup break oh. comes at a, at, a, at a good time for Chelsea and at a terrible time for Newcastle. Newcastle, absolutely the team in form right now, winning five from five, sitting third on the table, obviously playing a game in hand, but seven points from you, Arsenal, uh, Mr. Wonga. And when we're looking at Chelsea, Chelsea haven't won a game in five, so two contrasting sort of, you know, um, performances and sort of form. And when we're looking at it, we did say Newcastle were going to win, but they won 1-0. And this has been the sort of story behind their success, are the clean sheets and be able at home. But there was no ways they were going to come back. When we're looking at it, Silo, with regards to Newcastle doing the thing here, I mean, January, surely they're going to go out and spend big. You know, you know I, think, I think what we've seen in Newcastle, right? Guys, you must also remember that these guys have been playing well without even all their players being available, guys. Yes, they've, they've, 100%. They've had, they've had moments when Isak is fit and then uh, he's not fit. And then Wilson is fit and then... Say Maximum is not is not is not playing. You know what I mean. So mm-hmm. these guys don't even have their best players available all at the same time. So that yeah. in itself, then you like, hey, they actually maybe don't need to actually sign players. They maybe just need to sign in in key areas, for instance, right? So I think mm-hmm. they will identify where those key areas are. So I think obviously in the striking position, they shop with Isak and 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 Wilson and Wood. Woody's there as well. Don't forget Woody's there. Um, Woody's there. So there's three strike. There's three, three number nines. Yeah, Wood is great. floating, and then Almiron now. This is a you know he's he's playing like um, like, like, like vintage Messi here. You know he's he's showing his Paraguayan swag there. 
And then Saint Maximin <laughs> hasn't really been playing since the first like five, seven games or whatever. You know what I mean? Um, and then you've got obviously Woolock doing quite well. Him and Jolinton uh, are doing quite well in the midfield. Bruno Gomez is doing well. Shalvi, I don't even know if he still plays for them, but that's also like an experienced head to maybe come on long stuff uh, brothers as well. So I think maybe they'll say maybe okay, cool guys, we need maybe another centre back. Maybe I don't know. You know, I, I don't. I don't really analyze him that well. Obviously, Nick will know, but I think that these guys probably just need to sign. Why? Botman at the back there. He was before he signed for Newcastle, and I, I think they've done well. And you spoke about the Gimarange signing there, Silo, yeah. in terms of him yeah. being a good player, and somehow yes. they managed to pull, get him across the line without anyone else sniffing around. And but the Botman one, he was well coveted. We, Liverpool were looking at him. Arsenal were looking at him. There yeah, were a couple of top three. No one and no one went in for him. And all of a sudden, Newcastle said, well, thanks. And now... I can't believe it wasn't Newcastle... for the World Cup, eh? I can't believe it. Netherlands didn't pick him, eh? Yeah, it is a bit crazy, that one. I was also thinking the same thing. But, I mean, he's a young player. But when you're looking at it, I heard Newcastle fans say he might be the player that takes the shape of a company for what Man City did with regards to the re- their revolution. They started off with company, mm. and company was there for years. And this is, this is already how they're speaking, or how highly they're speaking of this player. So it's interesting to see the difference there. And um, the back was a big thing to show up. And that's what they, that's, I mean, it's complete contrast to what we believe Eddie Howe to be in terms of his, his philosophy and his approach. And now we know, okay, cool, he's gotten that sort out. And now he can do the thing that he really, that he really is good at, and that's attacking football. So it's a really good place for them to be right now. But the, the Chelsea one is one we need to speak at, um, look at and speak about. When you're seeing Graham Potter is all over the place. And it does look like he's swimming in the deep end and he, he's looking to find answers. And this break comes at a good time. Wonga Dengo, what are your thoughts here? Yeah, look, I think um, Pot, I think they, they, you could... Yeah, it's a cheeky one. I don't know. Look, I mean, now they, um, they... Obviously, they've signed Potter to sort of... It wasn't even really to stabilize things. I think really, like, we did conclude, I think, ourselves that, I mean... Um, uh, I'm forgetting his name. The Tusho left, um, not really, not really because of how they're performing, but I think they had really much of a, a disagreement, and they said, "Okay, let's part ways." And I'm I think Tusho, like I said, the only thing that stays in your head is Arsenal history. When it comes to everyone, if it was yesterday, you don't remember. But if it was Adebayo from 15 years ago, that you know. All right, keep going. <laughs> yeah, so I think um, now he's now Tushil has left I think it's I think it's just um, like the losses he's experiencing I think he could have turned it around um, he, he picked he picked the team up I think on a good streak as well I mean that's how he got that um, I mean he was in the semi-final of the the Champions League he's picked them up not really much problems going on there and then um, now this uh, um, now picks this team up they're on a losing streak and now he's battling to take them so it's for me <sighs> I think they're going to have to keep Potter time. They have to. If they take him out, and it's the same thing. They, there's no way you're going to fire him. And, Especially and, and when you it's... consider the money that they've spent on players that weren't even his players. And now he's going yeah. to try and make it work, which is an interesting yeah, one. It's, it's tough, guys. That's, that's, unfair, that's unfair to measure, guys, I think. Eh? Yeah. Don't you think? Yeah, I why go spending that I'm... money if you're going to get rid of this guy and then bring in yes. a, a guy like, oh, he's going to make this work. He's going to make it happen. Yeah. He's never done this before, so... but he'll do it. Yeah, and I think that what they do believe in is obviously um, Potter's a man, uh, his, his abilities. And I think, yeah, if he's the one that's choosing those players, then yeah, you 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 can have something to say. Um, what I don't, <laughs> what I'm laughing now is uh, uh, the, the the Chelsea fans are, are, are a little bit reminding me um, of the Arsenal fans when when they're in a bad moment. Um, they're blaming everything, you know. I mean, when when they won the Champions League, Mason Mount was. Um, even before, you know, Mason Mount, Mason Mount was Lampard's son, Lampard's son, ah, la, la, la. Now they win the Champions League with the guy, oh, Mason Mount is good, Mason Mount is good. Now they're losing. Mate, what the hell is Mason Mount doing starting? Blah, blah, blah. You know, oh, it's you, so... You, 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 Wonga, Wonga, you are yeah. so right. You know, you, know what, you know what also kills me? is the fact yeah. that, uh, what's this guy? Kai Havertz, right? What, yes. The, the, the goal in the Champions League final. Oh, wow, what a player. Great, great, yeah. great. Oh, what the f- is he doing in the starting lineup? Mad. Yeah, like uh, it, it's so funny. Like now, um, and I remember Mount was when he got to Chelsea, villain. Like not like I'm not like bad. Like as in they hated him, but no one wanted him to start. But uh, Lampard ins- insisted on this. He put him, put him. They, 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 well, they won the Champions League. They, they did one in the league as well. And 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 Mount has been instrumental in many games, especially when that team hasn't picked up. And I, you cannot even doubt that. And now when they're struggling, they, it's, it's funny how you have to find a scapegoat for all of this stuff. 
Um, you have to find someone now. They're putting. I, I mean, look, I don't watch much of Chelsea's games, but I, I, I would think their problems are far from Mount. To be honest with you, I, I really do. Yeah. Think. Well, I mean, he's already <laughs> dropped. He's dropping Mendy as well, and he's playing Kepa ahead of him. So just, just by doing that, just by initially doing that, you've got an, a defense that is used to the one keeper. You've got yeah. sort of some sort of success that was built upon. Now you've you've taken that. You said, no, no, no we're going to throw this guy, and make him our number one. Now you've got all the players thinking, and I suppose it's not the the worst thing because they've all got to really perform. But you've you've taken something that's consistent to something guys are familiar with, and you're giving them new patterns to learn, like the managers learning, I suppose. So you wanted to add there on something? Yes. No, no, man. I think you know also, guys. Um, there's been quite a lot of changes in that um, Chelsea defense. Eh? I think. You know, you, you, you're a team, you're trying to obviously uh, build on what, what whatever the strengths were from the previous season, and you add certain players, right? So cool, they add Kukaria, they add Fofana, then they add uh, Kulibali, right? But they don't really imagine, right? They had a they had a starting lineup last season of Rudiger, um, Thiago Silva, right? And then sometimes, uh, what's this guy? Uh, Chaloba or or even Christensen or uh, yes. to play right centre-back, right? Yeah. So now... You don't have Rudiger anymore. Thiago Silva, guys, if I'm being honest, guys, he's actually, like, sluggish now. Like, he makes these... He's old. Stupid... Yeah, he's, yeah, he's old, right? He makes these stupid mm-hmm. errors where, where sometimes he's yeah. trying to pass out. He pass out, tries to pass out, pass out from the back and then he gets caught out because he's not yeah. as away. You know what I mean? He's yeah. not as away. So that in itself, that and losing Rudiger, I think losing Rudiger has been a big miss. And then also, uh, Reese James's injury hasn't helped as well. So I think those yeah. two things... I haven't helped the team. And I think um, they've got a lot to do. But also, the new revolution now, they basically hired the whole uh, backroom staff of, of, of Brighton and then now hired Brighton's head of scouting uh, to join them. Who just He just joined this past week. They had to pay a competition yeah, to for, the head of, for the head of scouting from Brighton to join Chelsea. They're basically like taking like eight people from Brighton, which is ridiculous. Yeah. Goalkeeper coach, fitness coach, what, what analyst, coach, assistant coach, it's just like Brighton, 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 Chelsea, FC. There. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I think for, like what you in terms of what you're saying, the Celo now, like it, it, that's what uh, you see. It was you can see it wasn't um, that well thought of in terms of um, yeah. You can see that um, Tushu's Tushu's departure. It wasn't something that was like oh, it was on the cards coming. It was like something that this disagreement didn't happen there and then, you know, they really, they really didn't plan for it. And now you can see like, okay, now they're just trying to make things work now. They're just trying to make this work. And they think, they think Potter's the guy, the right guy to patch it up. Gents, we, we looked at the bottom here. Jason's gone from YouTube to Facebook and I think he wants to show everyone what he looks like, just in case everyone's wondering. He's the guy on the far right in that little square, the big man there with the big strong arms. Jason, congrats on getting married the other day. We want to say uh, from Goal Lounge oh, TV, we congrats, wish you the best. Congrats. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Congrats, Jason. It's pity none of us were invited to the wedding, but I mean, hey, whatever. I mean, we do feel like we're part of the family. Yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> gents, we, we're going to save the, the, the Fulham Man United game for last because from there we're going to move into the Ronaldo conversation. But the Liverpool game, when we're looking at 3-1, I mean, this was a good result for Liverpool just before the end of the World Cup. And it's all about timing. We've got Nunez scoring two goals. We know he's coming right. He's going to score a lot of goals. He's finally feeling a little bit more comfortable, less pressure based on his, okay, his initial man. starts. Yeah, and, and uh, I think this is a bit of a routine sort of situation for Liverpool. Luckily, fortunately, we've only got seven. I say only, but they've got seven players going to the World Cup. Diaz will be back by the time Jesus. the season kicks off again. And the Jota's the, the only one that's a big issue. But Keita will be back. Keita, imagine the old man will be there with his walking stick giving wow. us an extra, wow. extra something or other. <laughs> Yeah, so he'll give us an extra something. So overall, I mean, just briefly talk about this. It's a good position for Liverpool. The highest position they've been in the season, uh, in, the, in the log all season, sitting at six. We are four points from Man United. And uh, the Man United situation is going to be interesting to see how they kick on from the debacle that is the Ronaldo show at the moment. But all in all, from a Liverpool perspective, we are happy. We are good. And uh, Jurgen Klopp's he's setting up his, pre, his, his camp, his mid-season camp, close to Qatar in Dubai. So when the players, all the players that do get knocked out can join them straight after the World Cup and they can support each other from there. So like I said, we are okay. And we know top four is in the horizon for us. That's where we're sitting. I don't know what you gentlemen think about that. No, I think, I think it's, it's been a, it's been a, it's been a, obviously an up and down season for, for Liverpool. But I think also the teams above them, it's also been an up and down season. You know, at some point Chelsea were ahead of Liverpool. Uh, but yeah, now Liverpool, now Liverpool's ahead of them. So I think that that gives the opportunity for for Liverpool to figure themselves out. As you said, Nunes is is obviously 
Um, coming good, coming good. I think obviously you know, the goals that he keeps scoring will obviously boost his confidence. But I, I, Claudio, I think Joe Gomez uh, needs to take a bit of a breather there. He was he had a howler. He had a howler. He was saved by Ellison uh, a couple of times in in, in, that, in that second half. Those saves that Ellison had to make because of Gomez and not because of anyone else, because of Gomez. Gomez was just all over the place. Uh, I think yeah, Matty. Uh, obviously, he he doesn't play for Cameroon anymore, so 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 he's he he he's, he did he's, try. He's, he's, he tried to, he did to try. get back in there. Yeah, he was being try, he was trying to be sneaky. Etto <laughs> told him, yeah, hey, he, no, you know, which is good. <laughs> so he, 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 I think, I think it, you just have to hope that Konate doesn't get injured and Van Dijk doesn't get injured because if Joe Gomez is playing, ah, he has one. But Konate, Konate is the yeah, yeah, but Joe Gomez is an interesting because he went from being elite. And then he got that yeah. serious injury, and we were on that really good run. And then yeah. Matip cemented his place, and then it became, you know, Van Dijk's Matip. And then what happened as soon as Konate came in, he went low, one pecking order down. He just dropped another, another sort of slot. And I think that's really dented his confidence. And I don't think he hasn't looked the same plays. That Man City game was something where I'm like, wow, this is the Joe Gomez we know, but he hasn't been consistent. And I suppose it all adds up when you know these other players are on you. And if you can't handle the pressure, this is the sort of performances you put in. And I also think he might have been affected by the World Cup selection because he did want to go and he didn't make it. And to be fair, I don't know, Celo, who would you rather have, Joe Gomez or Harry Maguire? Uh, Harry Maguire. Harry Maguire. Oh, okay. Well, Bonga says Joe Gomez. Um, let's talk about the, more matches, the fall of... right? Yeah, he has. He's, played, he's played more games than Harry Maguire this season. Definitely has. The Fulham game, Man United game. This was an interesting result. This is the game I watched full full game, yeah, Silo. Um, Fulham were very good. Very, very mm. good. But Man United mm-hmm. always looked dangerous. That was the difference. And in the end, the timing of the Ronaldo interview is very interesting because how that game ended with Ganacho coming on, getting that goal that he got on, it was very reminiscent of what Ronaldo would have done when he was 18. And when I thought, I was like, shit, Man United have a live wire on their hands here with this kid. There's something here. And I suppose Man United did enough to hang into the game. They, they absorbed all the pressure from Fulham. Maybe if Fulham had Mitrovic on the day, it would have been a different result because they did, they did suffocate uh, Man United with regards to possession. But Man United just kept hitting them on the counter-attack. I mean, overall, what are your thoughts with regards to this game, Silla? No, I think it was a game of two halves. Um, I think Man United should have killed off the game in that first half. Uh, they had some very good opportunities in that first half. Um, you know, Martial had a, had, a, had a good chance where, where, where Leno kind of... Blocked it with his with his legs and went through it went through Leno's legs, but just didn't make it over the line, you know. Um, and there were other chances that that we that we had in the game. So I think we could have definitely made it two 0 going into halftime. Um, and then yeah, second half uh, definitely Fulham's half. Um, they came out their guns blazing. Then you had to be, How good was Palinga? Ah, oh, very good, very good, very good. He but he made an error for the goal for the first goal, but but very good. Um, like hard tackler, just in there. Another player, I think. Definitely should be playing for a top six side, but yeah, playing for a side that is kind of more known to be the relegation zone, but very good player. Uh, Andres Pereira played very well, trying to show uh, what Man United lost in him, but he's never played so well for Man United. So, so you know, he played very well. William also was a patient, uh, was was giving Malasia the run around in an unfamiliar right back position there. So I think, yeah, definitely Fulham in that second half, they gave us so much trouble. Uh, we have to thank the hair for, for, for some good saves uh, in that second half. Um, and I think, yeah, I mean, Gonacho, a uh, very good player. Um, you know, he won the, the young player of, of, of the year last season uh, at Man United. So, so obviously, it's someone, someone who's actually, since his move from uh, Atletico Madrid, he's been doing quite well. He's been with United for, for, for three, three, three years now. And I think he can, he can just obviously shoot up, you know. But mm. it's been interesting, the fact that they asked Ten Hag why he hadn't get, gotten involved at, uh, at the start of the season. Um, he went on tour, but didn't get involved in the start of the season. And apparently, I think his attitude wasn't that great at the, um, um, in preseason and at the start of the season. Yeah. He was arriving late and so on and so forth. But I think um, he's improved his, his attitude, uh, which is good. And he's got his opportunities. He scored in the Europa League uh, against Sociedad, got two assists in the, in the in the League Cup against Villa, and then has, has started in the, in the league and then come off on the bench. So I think it's it, it bodes well for him. Um, interesting enough, he's a... His uh, his 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 icon is Ronaldo, so so obviously. Uh, he did the Messi celebration when he scored he that goal against Vista. 
but also he's done. But also he did that. He's done the Ronaldo celebration against Sociedad. So yeah, he's obviously quite conflicted in you know he's Argentinian, <laughs> uh, but 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 you know he he's a he's a he's a Ronaldo fan. But I think he also loves Messi just because he's Argentinian as well. And mm-hmm. I think it holds well for him going forward. Listen, the Ronaldo thing is obviously, uh, yeah, man, literally just happened what thirty minutes to an hour, an hour probably after the. After 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 the, the the final whistle, you know, um, it says a lot about it says a lot about the person, uh, and also the person who was interviewing him. It just just tells you uh, what <laughs> so kind of. So this is a Man United take. I suppose we might as well just go into that. Um, before Celo gives his United take, Wonga Dengo, when we're looking at Ronaldo's interview, the greatest, the greatest, the greatest number seven ever at Man United. Yeah, look, Eric for Cantona. me, Eric Cantona. Okay, let's go, Wonga. Yeah, if you look at it, I mean, you you you, you know, like Silo was saying, the timing of it, um, you know, obviously he's, he's, he's put that out so that he can get out of the club. Um, and he's put it out directly after the last game. Um, he's, he's, he's done it um, beforehand, you know, he's done this uh, beforehand in the interviews, time to come out at this time. Um, uh, but I, I asked myself the question, and I wonder if you ask myself the, the same question as well, is what what needs to happen for someone to actually then decide to do these things, calculate these steps, you know? Does the guy feel trapped? You know, this is what I, I asked myself as well. Um, because, I, I, you know, the other, I mean, you know, now they said what he said. Okay, we know, we know what he said about the club. And there's this thing of, you know, you've got to respect the club. It's... Um, the club, you know, the club is always bigger than the player and what, what. But now must I'm asking, you know, must the player feel trapped that he can't say um, or can't do what um, he thinks he's allowed to do? You know what I mean? Um, in terms of what, what, what was agreed upon? Because I feel, yeah. and, and Roy Keane also, um, um, he, he stated this and he stated it here as well when Roy Keane did say it. He said that Ronaldo um, was disrespected by the club. He felt disrespected by the club. And reason being is that they, he wanted to leave beginning of the season. They didn't, and he was top goal scorer. Then there was a conversation that happened that we don't know, and we don't know what the conversation was. And then now he ends up staying because obviously he's been, you can see this, he's been forced to stay, you know. Um, and according yeah. to Rakeen, he says he knows himself, he knows 100% that there were offers on the table when he, was, um, when he wanted to go. There were offers on the table. But obviously the club didn't want to release him for whatever the reasons were. Could it be shared sales, yeah. whatever it was. But he ended up staying. And then when he stays, he's not playing matches. He's, he's on the bench. You know, you top goal scorer, they put him on the bench. Um, you, know, you might say, oh yeah, it doesn't fit Man United. But it doesn't matter what, what the people or the fans think. The question needs you always, I think, what needs to be answered is what was said to him when he was going to stay. What were those words? Because I know, I, I, I also don't, I don't think he stays. I don't think he stays if they say they're going, he's going to play. He's going to be playing um, 30, uh, 30% of the matches. He's not going to come on. I think he stays when they tell him that he's going to be um, starting the matches. Was there any club that wanted him? In, no, in, according in Europe, in Europe. In Europe. Those, the only club that wanted him was in Saudi Arabia, guys. Yeah, but that's, that's the one that's reported that we know. That's reported, yes. People say yeah. they've been looking. But apparently, yeah, yeah the, the Roy Keane comments were pretty interesting because we do know he was... Yeah. Chelsea did want him. I mean, the owner did want him. And I think yeah. one of the fallouts yeah. of Tuchel and Roy really was, was, was the Ronaldo sort of sort hmm. of conversation. So, I mean, he might have ended up there. And that, that's the interesting thing. I think when you're looking at the sort of Ronaldo situation, we it's easy to say and base the criteria and critique this and judge it, I suppose, on, on a normal basis and going you know, okay, this is how players should behave and, and, and. But I yeah. think in Ronaldo's case, he isn't a normal player. And I think that's where it makes it a bit tricky and it makes it a bit like you're going to have people that are in opposing views here because he's not a normal player. And I suppose by setting the standards that he set for himself, you've got to look at it with that lens. Asilo, overall, when you're looking at it from your lens, from a Man United lens, how do you feel yeah. about all of this? Man, listen, there's, 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 no, there's no player that's bigger than the club. Not at all. Roy Keane, probably probably the greatest captain ever in Man United's history. He was he left on bad terms with Alex Ferguson, uh, the most marketable player, one of the most marketable players we've ever had in our in our in ever. Uh, David Beckham also didn't leave on on, on great on great note. Van Nistelrooy also didn't leave yeah, on great note. But, but hang on, Marcelo, when you're mentioning that, and I mean those are facts, right? I'm not I'm being Rafa Benitez. Facts are facts. Those are facts. With what you're reporting, but when they were left and they were out. That was a high-performing Manchester United. That was a club leading global football. 
this is a sort of this is a different scenario. And, and what yeah, I, but what, what the thing I'm Ronaldo thinking about, yeah, yeah. Ronaldo, Ronald, listen. At the end of the day, Ronaldo can't accept that um, he's not starting. You know, um, Ronaldo's never. Let's be honest, guys. Has Ronaldo ever been a team player? Um, no, look. I don't. I don't feel Ronaldo's ever been like a, a true team player. Um, the fact that he hasn't, the fact that he hasn't sent uh, Benzema a congratulatory message also to, speaks to his character as a person. Um, your former teammate that 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 helped you score so many goals. You don't even send him a message to say, "Hey, well done on building the Ballon d'Or." I'm not saying he has to be buddy buddy no, and, and go I mean, him, that's also preference. But... Now, now you're nitpicking to create an argument here, but I, mean, I can no, also no, say, no, no, look no. at him being a team player for Portugal in the Euros when he didn't even play in the final. No, you know, interesting facts about this guy. That's 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 interesting facts. You know, for Man United, for Man United, I I feel that uh, we should have let him go um, uh, in the off season, and I think what probably yes. did likely happen is the is Ten Hag was saying. I want to keep you in public, right? He says, uh, I'm building with Ronaldo, I'm building with Ronaldo. But in the background, he was saying, guys, if this guy does get an offer, I am willing to let him go, but I need to get a, a replacement, right? Mm. But the mm. Glazers, the Glazers didn't want to let go of Ronaldo because yes. of his star pool, the, market, yeah. the marketing side of Ronaldo. The Glazers yes. didn't want to let go of him. And I think that's also where now... It has clashed and has backfired, and also I'm happy that at least he did uh, in this interview. He does he does lambast uh, lambast the the glazers, which is good. Have you have you I, watched watched the first part? So long no, I, I won't. I, I won't give it. I won't give it uh, the airtime that it that it doesn't deserve. Yeah, but why? So I mean, sure. here's here's the thing. Sorry, uh, Wang, you can add what you can add, but. I, it's 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 interesting to have the opinions that we have, and I mean, off. I haven't watched the whole thing, right? So. It's, I'm not going to dive in and critique the whole entire thing. I know the issue with it comes with the fact that Pierce Morgan asks him or interviews him because they are friends. So we already know he's going to be taking a certain angle in terms of the conversation yeah. he's going to be having, even though it is meant to be uncensored. So that there's that's somewhat problematic. But when you're looking at it from a uh, the interview perspective, when you're looking at everything, you mentioned the comment going, no player is bigger than club. And yes, this is what I'm saying. Traditionally, that is a fact. That is a fact. And I think when we look in from an English media perspective, he's always going to be painted with a terrible brush because number one, he's not English. And every other player this has happened to that isn't English, you know, they get painted with this brush and they love a villain. So within English yeah. football, within from a Manchester United perspective, yes, a good 90% of the people are going to say this man is 100% a villain. But the question I have here is how much damage has this interview done to the reputation of the actual football club. Because when we're looking at it, like I said, this isn't your everyday run-of-the-mill player where the club is 100% bigger than the player. This is the biggest athlete in the world who's taken biggest, to biggest social. Celebrity. Biggest, biggest celebrity. celebrity. Everyone is watching. Everyone's listening. And you've got this player saying, this club is not what it was. This club is poor. I mean, how much does this actually affect the club moving forward? And that's the question I've been no, trying to does. wrap my head around. It does. I think so it I does. Think I think it, it does. Yeah, Okay, so I, 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 like, yeah, I think um, affecting it affects them quite big because now I think what needs to what what is done there is now he's also confirmed. Like Celo used to come here and say, "Look, Glazers don't care about the club," blah 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 blah, you know. And um, it's now confirmed that it's, it's it's solidified that you know now there's a conviction in in all the Man United fans in terms of that is that these guys are sort of. They, they are a problem, you know. And I know many people are focusing on Bruno. Uh, oh, why did the interview and stuff? But for me, when I even look at it, it's it's look the Ronaldo's concerned. I think in most cases here, yes, he's looking out for himself. That's what he's doing. But you can see that this guy is actually he is genuinely concerned about the club. You know, he's, he's explained all all these things. And I think now, um, Man United now, in fact. I'll, I'll be surprised if I don't see it. If the fans were angry before about the players, I think they should be even more angry now because the stuff that he said about um, the way the club is, I mean, if, 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 it, if physically, it doesn't even have to, I mean, mentally change, but physically, it hasn't even changed, you know? I think then, I think then you've got a, a huge, 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 huge problem in, 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 in that club. And I, I, I'm thinking the fans, I'm, when I say fans, I'm talking about the ones that are sitting there actually, the ones who are actually there um, in England, um, um, going to those matches, um, who, who go and watch uh, Man United play. Uh, if I was one of them, I'd be 
I'd, I'd be really, 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 really concerned. And I'd, 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 want, I'd want a change in that uh, Glazer ownership because what it sounds like is those guys end up running Man United to the ground. Um, especially now, if you look at the fact that they actually they didn't they didn't they don't try and make things work. They just they just try and hold on to Ronaldo but, because but they know so the money's so going to come in from this so guy. So longer that that's a fair point. But again, that that's not a point. As to your point, it adds conviction to the statement. But it's not something Man United fans weren't aware of. So look, what do you want to add? You want to say no, it's, something? It's, no, it's it's not it's nothing new. I think I think with with, with what, what what has been said by by him, I think it just it's almost like. Um, uh, an added voice, obviously, uh, having a player who's actually on the on the on on the wage bill saying that is obviously something different. You know, more than anything, it's been the past uh, the former players who've said these things. You know, the UK Nevilles saying that you know these uh, the 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 facilities are, are are you know are bad. You know, there was a time when the roof was leaking at Old Trafford. You know, when it was raining once, it was leaking where you you've got shelter for 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 the supporters, but then it's leaking and. Basically, the support are still getting rained on, but they're supposed to be shelter type of thing, you know. So, and man, the facilities are are, are very bad. Look at look at clubs like Liverpool, Leicester, uh, Spurs, uh, City. You know, they've they've put some money into their training facilities, and they're in tip top shape. You know what I mean? And I, it, it just it's not a surprise. Um, I wonder what it will do for 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 the club ownership. But the, I think also the problem is that the Glazers want top. Uh, money for 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 being bought out. Uh, they don't just want you know uh, three million pounds. Happen. You know they want five six million. I'm sorry, billion pounds. Sorry, billion. They, want three, they, want three, they want three billion pounds. They want five six billion pounds. Um, reportedly, uh, which is which is a lot of money uh, to be spent on a football club. Uh, but 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 yeah, I think there's 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 there's, there's a lot you can take from this this interview. Um, in terms of whichever lens you want to want to view it in, and obviously the snippets that that have come out in terms of in terms of previously, and obviously part one airing yesterday, uh, there's probably obviously part two is tonight. Uh, we'll see what 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 comes out of the full the full interview and, and how people dissect it. Because some people yeah. said that don't take things out of context. You don't even know what 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 and so yeah. forth. But but I think yeah, um, there are parts that probably Ronaldo um, feels very strongly about. Uh, I know, obviously, he mentioned the fact that uh, he felt that the club or the media were painting him in a certain way uh, after uh, when his daughter when his when his daughter was sick. Which, which, listen, that is something that is obviously quite personal, uh, and I think yeah. obviously he, he the media can be uh, very vicious uh, and take things out of context. Yeah, Silo, what do you so, think so about Claudio. Gary Neville? Oh, so go ahead, Wanga. What do you want to ask? So, yeah, so no, I just wanted to make like in terms of um, I just wanted to say like you know with. With Man United, I mean, this is what I, I got from when looking at the interview and everything, is that especially what Ronaldo says about you know and and, and you know you, why I mean if you look at it you can see that you know, these guys have kept him there. I mean obviously because of his his marketing pool, and that's for me in its, that's why I said that the focus should be it should be on Ronaldo. This is if these are things are turning out with the, with the start with the player this big is that they can't even negotiate like they usually do. He has to literally force his he has to force the club to let him go. You know, he's definitely yeah. looked at this. Then, for me, then that that should that should then alert you. He's like, look, guys, the problem there are, are, are your your guys at the top is, is the Glazers. You know, Man United. In fact, all good teams are the, the teams that that create the stars. You look at a Man yeah. City. They when they became good, the De Bruyne became a star. I mean, okay, Aguero came in. He was doing good things, but yes, he ended up his career, Aguero. Um, most of it, majority of the good things, Man City. You look at Liverpool. Um, Mo Salah, Mo Salah, Sadio Mane. Uh, Roberto Firmino, good players coming into a team and they've they've pushed that team and now that's where they become the stars. Arsenal, you can say yeah. the same thing. Oh, Tier Henry, even David Beckham, Roy Keane, they did this thing. Real Ferdinand, moving to Leeds. Yeah. So they've literally cemented their names now. Now, Man United is a position where they're searching for stars to come in. Problem, problem. Man City's tried to build their team by doing this and we saw it doesn't work. You know, it, it's, it's a difficult thing. Uh, PSG's yeah. dude does this the whole time. You know, so yeah. for me, when I look at this interview, Problem. Uh, the the only thing I see here is the problem. 
is the glazes and it, they, that's why i say they've just highlighted but, it and they need but to hang on yeah so, so i mean what, what you're saying Wonga, that's true and that adds up and you know to a certain extent that is that's what ronaldo wants us to be thinking from that side of side of things but to the point straight after this game i mean this interview is completely premeditated you've got a manager who's been given a shit stick to deal with and he's come out this thing with flying colors ronaldo's done everything to play into his hands to make Ten Hag more respected and more loved by the fans. He's gotten the team and the players playing for each other, which is something many United fans haven't seen in the last three, four seasons. And now True. suddenly you've got this player saying the things that you're saying. And he's going yeah. to World Cup. And for me, from a Portuguese perspective, I'm like, yes, it makes sense. He wants to try and find a, another club come January and there's the World Cup. But again, it's Ronaldo making about Ronaldo and how much does this impact the players around him and does he even care about that? And that's where it becomes an issue okay. for me. I know from my True. side of things, I would never do something like that just because that's how I'm, that's my fiber. But at the same time, yeah. I look at it with the other side going, that is my fiber. But at the same time, because of that fiber, I'm not one of the world's greatest players because I don't just give a shit about myself. So that's where I go, ah, you know, where, where do we start? I hear you, yeah. yeah. No, I hear, I hear you in that front. Yeah, I hear you, I hear you. Mm. Nah, man, it's a uh, just gives a sour taste. This, this is a very sour taste, but I think, <laughs> I think, I think, as as as, 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 as you said, it, it definitely, um, it, yeah, listen, the, the, the team, the team spirit, uh, I don't know if you look, saw at the end of that game, the end of that Fulham game, you know, the, the, the whole team kind of went to the, 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 the away fans, uh, part and just, you know, said thank you type of thing to, for, for them support. And obviously, them ending that part on a win. You know, they, 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 their mood was probably at, at at the peak in terms of how they're feeling about it. You know, I mean, I think, and then now you obviously get this. And I think that will it will probably strengthen the bond of the team. But I think more yeah. than more than anything, they will mm-hmm. also want to prove themselves as a team that a mm-hmm. what Ronaldo said about us as a team. We are building mm-hmm. towards something. You know, sometimes the thing is with with Man United right now is that they're in a very much a rebuilding phase where. Right now, the first they, time in years, it feels like it, and you can see it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And also, I think also is that actually the, they are backing the manager from a, a transfer policy. You know, what I, mean? I think that that's something in the past where managers sometimes used to get some parts of what they wanted, and sometimes couldn't get the the, 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 the players they wanted. You know, um, you know, sometimes they would get some other player, and you're like, "Hi, that doesn't look like a a, a, a signing of the manager type Bellini. of thing." You know, well, but, but here. You know exactly. Here you actually, <laughs> definitely easy. So here, but here you actually see. Okay, cool. These players are this, all the players that that Ten Hag has has, has signed in the summer have contributed positive, positively to the side. Casemiro, uh, Martinez, yeah. um, Eriksen, even Malasia has, has has played well. Even even obviously giving good competition to Shaw and getting the best out of Shaw. So you see, then at least you're like, okay, cool. They are going somewhere. And shame, man. Ronaldo will be left behind. I don't know where he'll go after this. Uh, it'll be interesting to see. Just yeah, a quick one. Silo, do you like Zlatan? Do you still think Zlatan's a legend? If you do like him. Of what? Of football? Yeah. Do you like do you like Zlatan for your club, for Man United? When he was there? Oh, no, no. Yeah, he did he did well at Man United. Obviously he's not a Man United legend. He's a, he's a, he's just a football legend in general. Yeah. Mm. Just just reminding you, he said one thing surprised me. Everyone thinks of Man United as a top a club, team. one of the richest and yeah. the most powerful in the world, and mm. seen from the outside. It looked that way to me. But once I was time. there, I found a small, closed mm-hmm. mentality. Mm-hmm. So it was interesting that that's I mean, so another player said but this. That's, but, that's, but, but, that's, but you know, that's, that's the problem is, is the ownership. You know what I mean? I think, I think right, like you can look at all of these, all of these players that, that have come there. If you look at mm-hmm. the players that, that have had issues with, with Man United, I think, and I'm not talking about the managers and issues with the, with the, with the players, but you look at people who've been there. Mourinho has commented on on Man United, Van Gaal has commented on Man United, Zlatan, Pogba, um, yep. all of these guys, right? Ronaldo now as well. It's it's the hierarchy. It's the people who run yep. the club, right? These are the yep. people who show, for instance... They've taken I the greatest names in, in world football and they've chewed them up and spat them out. That's exactly. You know, exactly. Exactly. So all of these people, and but 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 these people have won the biggest prizes in, in, in the game. They have not done anything. You know, your Pogba's won the World Cup, your Zlatan's have won... That's has won a league in every country he's played in, you know, except for England. You know, uh, Ronaldo's won it Champions League galore. You know, Van Gaal's won Champions uh, what's his uh, uh, leagues, and Mario's won Champions Leagues. It's the yep. hierarchy. If if you can change the the people who run the top of the club, 
Um, the, yep. the, 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 the club at the top, then I think then you can head in the right direction. And it's as Silo says, he's, he's, even this conflict he has with Eric Ten Hag, it could be avoided if they had just sold him before the season started. It Safety. would have been avoided because the, the manager didn't want him, but the other guys deposed. And what happens? These guys obviously conflict because they obviously the one doesn't want the other. But yeah, again, hierarchy, I, I agree with you. All right, Silo, is he still a legend in your eyes for Man United? Uh, let me let the dust settle a bit. Obviously, I think my emotions are still a bit high, man. My emotions are still high. You right now. Yeah, when, when, the moment was, when he when he does really well, I don't even know if like it's so conflicting. No, he can't come back. But if he does well at the World Cup, let's let's have the chat after. But you but you know he's but you know he's holding back your country, so. Uh, man, but you know, yeah, let's talk about that. We might as well kick off. It's all about Ronaldo right now. The World Cup sort of scenario from a Portugal perspective. For years, Ronaldo was the one carrying the Portuguese team. And now the Portuguese find themselves in a situation where it's one of the best squads they've had in years, but they are now carrying Ronaldo. And we've got a dinosaur that's going to do whatever he can to, to get Ronaldo what he wants. And uh, that's that's a bit of an issue there. But gentlemen, what are your thoughts from a World Cup perspective? Which teams are you? Because we, we don't have much time. But which teams are you backing for this World Cup? I'm backing I'm backing South America, man. I'm backing Argentina. I've always been an Argentina mm. fan um, from from Gabriel Batista days. But I think this is actually a, a they actually have a good a good chance of 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 winning just because it's the same squad that that basically won in Copa America. So I think that that squad. They know each other so well. They've got a good manager, and obviously they've mm. got they've got uh, one of the greatest players ever. Uh, I think that in itself will help them. Yeah, some of the players are a bit older, like your Di Maria is a bit older, but I still still think he can still add a lot of value in that team. And their defense is quite good. Uh, Martinez doesn't even start for them, uh, and they've got Emiliano Martinez, who's who's a very good shot stopper. So I think South America. Uh, I would have said Brazil, but I'm I'm very worried about Brazil's fullbacks. The fullbacks for Brazil yeah. aren't really great, um, and then in Europe, um, I, I I think the European sides. I think Spain is probably the most likely European side, just because they've got the best manager in terms of European sides. I think I think he's he's the best manager out of the European mm. teams. The other teams have good players but rubbish managers, or you know like. I mean, what he did to Portugal for the for the previous the previous games, he had no right winning in Portugal, and he managed to pull the rabbit out the hat there. Exactly. You see, he's a very good manager. I, I read Luis Enrique, and guys, he's got a Twitch channel. Uh, he's going to give his views daily yep. on Twitch about 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 the World Cup. So, which is which is quite cool. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah that's yeah. very cool. Wanga, hmm. uh, um, look, I think uh, I'll be quick about it. I think Germany can never ever write Germany off a World Cup. I think yeah, obviously the last indeed. one. I remember. I remember. Yeah, they didn't do too well, but you can't write Germany off. Um, they know how to. They've 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 shown they know how to do it. Um, I think of Brazil as well. I do, I do think Argentina um, will have something. I think it's going to mean a lot to that man, Messi, because it's probably going to be his last one. Or he would like it to be his last one, I'm thinking. If he wins uh, it, does he become the greatest ever? If they win it? Uh, yeah, I go yeah. well. Yeah. There's, there's, no, there's, no, there's no debate then. Because, yeah. because then... The, if they use, Imagine if Ronaldo's in January looking for a new club. No, no one wants him. Messi wins the World Cup. No, yo, that that he will be dead. He'll be destroyed. And then and then Messi passes him in the Champions League. Surpass, I know it will be tough to surpass him because the mm. difference is so much. But yeah, yeah. Then, then he'll be destroyed. <laughs> <laughs> but I think um, I'll go with my heart, and I, and I, I really, I really, yeah, I always want an African team to disrupt things there, man. Um, and I'm gonna go with. Um, with Senegal for this one. No money. Yeah, I still think... I think if they get to the lockouts, then money will be available, I think, yeah. Yeah, so... Yeah, that's I'm, a big ask. Yeah, it is, it is, it is, but I'm going to put it on there for them. I think they can. Right. But right, guys, 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 watch out for Ghana, guys. Ghana have recruited a lot of the players who didn't play yes. before. Uh, Lamptey, um, Lamptey uh, Inaki Williams, and Salisu. Three players who Kesalisu just had a problem with when he was playing for the youth team, um, the younger age groups. But those three guys are in the team. Uh, they, beat they, they beat Switzerland. They beat Switzerland two 0 yesterday. Um, and then Hudson yeah, Adoy. Yeah, yeah. The Hudson Hudson Adoy decided, uh, I think two weeks before, that he doesn't want to play for Ghana anymore because he had said that he was going to commit to Ghana and then had a, had a change of heart. So it would have been great to have him as well for Ghana. But I still think they that they've got a good a good a good side. But they do. Yeah. I mean, they've got. 
for the Ponte. African sides. They got one of the hardest groups in terms of Uruguay, okay. Portugal, and Korea. I mean, that's no, yeah, no. I mean, look, Portugal have been known to choke before, so I'm not, I'm not singing anyone's praises. Um, but mm. it is, it's a tough group, and we know Uruguay is coming out of that one, definitely coming out of that one. So it's yeah, I don't know if Ghana has anything to say about it. <laughs> Uruguay, Uruguay. Got, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Nothing, Ghana. But hey, this is a twin team World Cup. Remember the twin team World Cup? It's always a game. I'll have a go at Suarez. It'll be like tricking him and punching him. Guys are going to be biting him. Yeah, punching him. Two for the challenge. Yeah, no, it's going to be hectic. I can't wait to see that. That's the only match I really would love to see. Final thoughts. Final thoughts. I've got two, Claudia. I think the first one, Christopher Nkuku. Um, I hear that he's going. He's on his way to Chelsea. Looks like he's uh, they they finished. And he's, he's yeah. He's he's actually injured now. Same's so going to miss the World Cup. Um, play on. Yeah, amazing form. I think that's going to be a good signing for Chelsea. Whether or not the manager is doing a good thing, I think he he's going to be a good addition. He's been doing crazy things that uh, Leipzig. And another thought. Um, I don't know if you guys saw. I think I don't know when they released it. I just saw today the there was the women's um, South African kit. Uh, Lacoste. Oh, yeah. uh, yes, it looks on point, Oaks. You must go check it out if you haven't seen it. Um, no, it's beautiful. The, 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 the guy who won the design, that's what I saw. The yeah, yeah. I, it, I, actually, I actually voted for the guys. I actually voted for the guy as well. Yeah, there were three picks and they were yeah, they were they were beautiful. Um, and it kept all the other concepts, even the, the one with the 90, was the, the, the 96, 96, yeah, and it was, yeah, I, I love it. I can't actually wait to see it. Come out. Don't know if I'll be able to buy it yet, but it still looks good. <laughs> cool, cool. Right, Silo. Oh man. Yeah, let's let's see what the World Cup has to has to offer. Obviously, I think the excitement levels are probably not where they are usually for World Cups. I think obviously all the stuff around it. But yeah, let's let's when the football gets uh gets played, hopefully the quality is good. It's uh, it sucks that you know the leagues ended last weekend and you guys are playing a week later. It will be tough. Uh-huh. Uh, probably a lot, probably a lot of a lot of goalless draws or or teams not firing early oh, on. Maybe, maybe a lot more goals because less pe- less players defending. It's gonna be interesting. Maybe less players defending. Uh, but yeah, let's see, let's see, let's see what we have, and hopefully no more no more uh, serious injuries. Eh? Yeah. Right, hey. gentlemen, thank you for joining us this evening. For those of you who logged on, we want to say thank you, and uh, don't forget to do the right thing, which is. Subscribe. How do we end the show, gentlemen? Stop Stop it. it.